Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by the content. Our vision is that we link people to Christ to see them set free, healed, and empowered. Thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. Who am I to ever interfere with what God is doing, right? And we have to honor people. Uh, We've gotten far, far from honoring people. We've actually uh, drawn closer to dishonoring people. We're constantly allowing the enemy to drive a wedge and a separation between people. We have to get to a place where we draw a line in the sand and we say, you know what? Whatever God has called us to, we'll be grateful and understanding that we can do life together even if God has us doing some things that may be different than where we are. And so we have to... Uh, uh, give God permission to move us as his body, right? And so it's kind of like if my arm needs to reach for something this way and my other arm needs to reach for something that way, they're not fighting each other. They're working together for the greater good and a greater cause. And we have to work in unity and in synchrony to be able to then give honor to the Holy Spirit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Right, Because there's no way that we can dishonor people and believe that God is going to be in what it is that we're trying to do. And so this sermon series that we are on, uh, I Want to Rock, it was birthed with the idea of, uh, of a band that is working together to create an amazing sound. You don't see, think about your favorite band, right? Uh, some of y'all are dated back like Nirvana and all of like the Elvis Presley days and all those bands. And, and you think of like I Love Lucy and the Ricky Ricardo band and all of that stuff. They work together, right? Whether you listen to heavy metal or, or, or what or the devil's music, country music, if that's what you like, I'm kidding, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. (laughs) Whatever it is, there is a harmony of the instruments, and anyone that is playing a guitar, they're not looking at the drummer telling them to play it a particular way, right? There is a way that they're gifted to it, and if they are in sync, it sounds good, but if they are out of sync, Someone is serving as a disruption. Someone is a disruptor. And so the Bible has a name for individuals that get out of sync of how heaven has created or the system that heaven has for us. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. Uh, Here is a warning and a disclaimer. Buckle your safety belt. Thank you for flying the Link Church uh, Airlines. Uh, If you experience a little turbulence, there's going to be some mass that will fall from the ceiling. Make sure that you put on your mask before before you put on your neighbor's mask and uh and do not get up at any time or you may fall on someone else did i do good that's how i do it at the airlines that's my disclaimer all right so here we go are you ready all right i didn't hear anybody so i'm gonna take it as you are ready we would call disruptors this in the bible matthew chapter 2 oh excuse me matthew chapter 25 verse 14 through 30 Some of you have potentially heard this parable. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Verse 15, to one he gave five talents. How many? To another two. How many? To another one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. And he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, uh, traded uh, and traded with them, and he made five talents. Verse 17, so also he who had the two talents made two more talents. Uh, Verse 18, but he who had received the one talent went and dug it into the ground and hid his master's money. So here is the foundation of the story. There was a landowner. 
uh, this landowner went to three different individuals. These three individuals, he gave them some talents. To one he gave, to one he gave, and then to one he gave, right? And these individuals, they had a responsibility, although the landowner did not tell them the responsibility. He gave it to them, and he went away on his journey. The one that he gave five talents to, when the landowner returned, he reproduced and flipped it, right? And, 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 and uh, he returned to the landowner how many? The math is simple, y'all. Five plus five equals... 10. He returned 10, and at verse 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He was excited. Job well done. The individual that received two, he flipped it, right? And he turned it around, and now he has Four, and when he gives it to the master, the master is so pleased. And in verse 26, he says this, but his master answered, no, excuse me, let's go back. Verse 23 says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, so I will set you over, over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then we get to the one. Somebody say, dun, dun, dun. He, we get to the one, and the one, uh, he dug it into the ground, or he dug a hole in the ground and put it into the ground. He didn't do what the others did. And this is what Jesus and this parable related him to. Verse 26, but his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. And so we can see here that, that there is a responsibility that the landowner put on each one of his servants. And, and the unspoken responsibility was, I'm going to give you a talent, go and do something with it. I'm going to put an anointing on your life, go and do something with it. And there is a commonality in two of these uh, uh, examples, and that is whenever they multiplied what they had in their hand. The landowner said, I'm going to now elevate you. See, 100% of us in this place want elevation. 100% of us in this place want a promotion. In fact, I am giving all of you a promotion in this place. You are now a director or whatever higher level is next from where you are. I'm also giving you a $5 raise. Does everybody accept their $5 raise and does everybody accept their promotion, right? Hallelujah. We can celebrate it. I will call all of your bosses and all of y'all are thinking like, I wish this was really real. And so, and so there's a common theme here. All of us love promotion. All of us love elevation. All of us love the next level. God, what's next? God, give me the next level. God, I need, I need some growth in my life. God, oh God, if you could just, I promise you I'll do right. And God is saying, well, I'll give you your next if you take care of your right now. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Like, like there's a common theme here that the system of heaven brings elevation to your life when you take care of what you have in your hand right now. See, God, 
has given us a thing. Uh, it, it has a value and it has a worth and he has exhorted us. He has given us freedom. He's opened up the door as his children. And if we can do what he has called us to do with what he has given to us, then there will be elevation brought to our life. And so you ever wonder why you haven't had your next yet? It's because you haven't taken good care of your right now. I'm preaching really good right now. But to the one that didn't do what they were supposed to do with what they had, the Bible, Jesus is saying it's, that these individuals are wicked. These are not my words. I know that we like the foo-foo words of the Bible, like love, love covers a multitude of things. And I, and I know like the words that, that, that God forgives you 70 times 7. Don't worry about it. it it's all under the blood. And we love the, all the work on the cross has made a way. And you, you, all of us have access to heaven. We all love all of those. Love, the Lord loves us, right? The, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones hear him below. They are weak, but he is strong. Yeah. We love that, don't we? We don't, we don't like this one right here that tells us that there is a comparison. And the comparison is Jesus is the one sharing this parable. And he is telling the folks, listen, that, that I am the landowner and I will return. And I am putting in you gifts and talents and abilities. And when I return, I will ask you, what have you done with what I have given to you? And at that point, all we should want to hear is, Job well done, thy good and faithful servant. But if you have not been thy good and faithful servant, the Bible says uh, uh, that those individuals are wicked and slothful. Slothful is a fancy word for saying lazy. These ain't my words, y'all. T.D. Jakes would say, and the Bible... The Bible, these are the words in the good book. We stand on the good book. How many of y'all read the word and look for instruction? How many of y'all, the Bible is a good GPS system for you? How many of you, the Bible has taught you to love better? How many of y'all, the Bible has given you a next step? See, the Bible, we look for all of the good stuff like that out the Bible. But then there's every once and again, we begin to experience words like these that don't feel so good. And I'm like, Lord. You mean that if I don't do what you put in me to do, that you call me wicked? So let's define wicked. Non, not comfort, uh, non, not conforming to a high moral standard. Morally unacceptable. Here are some synonyms for the word wicked. Bad, bitter, disagreeable, displeasing, distasteful, harsh, rotten, unlovely, unpalatable, unpleasant, unpleasing. These are all that fall within the same category of an individual that is not doing what God has called them to do. Isn't that, isn't that insane? That God has given us a responsibility, and when we don't do what God has called us to do, it's not that we just don't do it. It's that, that now we have a 
put ourselves into a category of being unpleasant, unpalatable, uh, 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 disagreeable. We are bitter. We are bad. That doesn't feel so good to my spirit. That doesn't feel so good to me. I, I don't want to be bad. Well, how can we turn that around? Just do what God has called you to do. It's that simple. We tend to really complicate what the landowner has given us a responsibility to do. Well, Pastor G, I've never heard a pastor stand up on a stage and call me unpleasant, unpalatable, bad, bitter. Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> but I got some good news for us. Here's our First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. I'm going to give you some instruction. It says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as God's stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So the scripture tells us that all of us, everybody say all of us. Point, take your pointer finger and just say, that's me. That's me. All of us in this place have been given a gift. All of us have a gift and a talent. Some of us don't know what our gift is, and that is because you suffer with something called comparison, and you, don't, you can't see what God has put in you because you're constantly looking at what God is doing in everyone else. And if you are sitting at your seat ever saying, well, I wish I could do what Pastor G does, then you are putting a limitation because you, God may want you to do more than I have ever done. So we have to be okay with what God has called us to. It's okay to love children. How many of y'all love children? Somebody's got to love children because I'm not sure I fit into that category. I'm kidding. I love my kids. I do. I do. I love them. I love them. I'm kidding. I'm lo I love my children. Some of you uh, are gifted in the area of hospitality. Some of you are gifted in the area of mechanics. Some of you are gifted in the, in the area of being a demon slayer, as Oscar said a little while ago. Some of y'all are gifted in the area of singing and, uh, and instrumentation. Some of you think that you're gifted in the area of singing and instrumentation. I'm cutting up, y'all. I'm cutting up. But, but, but we cannot do what God has not called us to do. We must do what God has called us to do. Otherwise, we forfeit what God is trying to elevate us in. We have to be clear, and we can see the fruit of what God is doing in our life based on how God is elevating us in our life. If you are at a place, and you're sweating it out, and you're really tired, and you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, and but you don't feel like there's an increase, there's got to be a thought in your mind or, and, and, and a, a, a reflection of saying, there has to be a change, otherwise you get to a place of being wicked and slothful I love verse 11 it says it tells us to display our gift with the ability that God supplies that's beyond your ability so y'all are good but when you operate and God is in the mix of what it is that you're doing you go from good to anointed 
we got a lot of good people around us. Some of y'all are really good at what you do. The moment that you allow God into the mix, then it becomes anointed. See, and that's a huge difference because good does not change lives. Anointed does. Come on. Listen, good doesn't break the yoke. Uh, anointing does. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Good preaching doesn't break the yoke. Uh, uh, anointed preaching breaks the back of the devil. Good good praying doesn't, doesn't cast out demons, but anointed praying are y'all hear what I'm saying? And so we got to get to a place where we function off of the ability of heaven, not the ability from our own hand or what we think that we can do. We have to allow God to be in the mix of our lives. And when we operate off of his ability, there's a grace that expands much greater than we can ever do on our own. Whew. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Are you ready for this? A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. In other words, when you are operating off of God's anointing in your life and your gifts and your talents are in conjunction with the heavens, there is a space that is made for you that you could not make for yourself. Have you ever worked at a job and you, you are such an amazing worker that they didn't have a position for you but they had to make one? Has that ever happened to you? That's because there was a grace on your life and they thought to themselves, we can't let this person go because there will be, uh, it will be a major loss. It will be a deficit to us. And if we don't create space for them to stay, we're going to lose them. That is what the heavens is talking about. When you operate off of the grace of heaven, listen, any fool would allow you to go, just go out the door without you, without them trying to fight for you. Why? Because there's, there's an anointing on your life that is needed in that house and needed at that place and needed in that environment. But opposite of that is what? Wicked and slothful. Wicked and slothful. And instead of you being a part of propelling things forward, you are actually a part of being a setback. You hold back process. You hold back progress. And God is saying, but I put it in you. And I'm giving you the ability. And I'm sprinkling my spirit and making it anointed. All you need to go is show up. All you need to do is open your mouth. All you need to do is, is be hands. See, there are some people that y'all, you're, you're gifting. I will tell you that my brother's gifting is uh, in the area of hospitality. He loves people that I want to karate chop in the throat. My wife often tells me that I need some of what he has. But some of y'all just know how to love people. I love people. I just want to karate chop them in the throat at some points. Right? <laughs> and, and, but his gifting is in the area of hospitality. There are some people that can clean like ain't nobody's business. There's some people that, that you, I love kids, but there's some people that love kids like, like it's just a whole nother level. Like, I, could, I can sing bad, like I can sing out of key, and I sing really loud only when the sound system is loud. There's times that I tell the people, the sound team, can you raise the volume because I want to sing louder, but I keep hearing myself. I, I want to hear myself. 
But we have to get to a place where we say, you know what? I, I'm going to operate wherever or however God has wired me. I am going to operate there. Why? Because I will be the greatest asset there. I don't believe that there's burnout. I, this is what burnout is. Burnout is you said yes to something you should be saying no to. But how can we ever get to a place of dissatisfaction and discomfort when we're doing what God has called us to? It is impossible. Your anointing and your talent makes room for you. Then we get down to verse 5. Excuse me, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the Lord or what the will of the Lord is. How do we get to know what the will of the Lord is? How do we know? How do you know what the will of the Lord is for your life? We don't have to guess. What are you gifted at? What are you good at? That's the will of the Lord for your life. Now people will try to pull you here and sway you there and all of that. You have to be confident in what God has called you to. And it's okay. No has become a cuss word in church. But if you would position yourself right, then it could be healthy rather than unhealthy. See, we just learned a moment ago that gifts make room for you, meaning that there will be doors open that no man can shut. Gift makes room for you that you will be in the company of some people that you thought you wouldn't be able to be in a company of. That I find myself in rooms sometimes where there's a bunch of wealthy people and I'm not so wealthy. How did I get there? Well, God opened up a door that I could not open up for myself. And there is uh, uh, the, the, the power of influence. I may not have the money, but I know who does. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I may not be in charge of some things, but I know who is. And I, I don't have to carry the responsibility and the headache that they do, but there's a power of influence. And if I could get in the room and just have a voice, see, but my gift is the thing that makes room for me in those places. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, Paul is just telling the church of Ephesus, listen, you got to walk with caution. You got to walk with caution as wise. Because you got to protect your gift. And then it says redeeming the time. Time is a commodity that you will never be able to turn and rewind the time back on. Now, I do wish I could turn back the hand of time about 10 years because it will take me back about 10 pounds. Come on, somebody. Anybody else with me? Anybody? Yeah. I got one in the house. He's like, right, right. Everybody else is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But God is so amazing. Y'all just say, how amazing is he? God is so amazing that his will works concurrently 
with your decision making. Juan, help me out here with this gentleman. God's will works concurrently with your decision making. Meaning this, that even though you may make a poor decision, when you finally get your mind right and you step back into the will of God, it's like you never left. That is the redeeming of time. It's, it's you uh, operating in a way and knowing that even on your slip-ups, God does not change his mind concerning your life. Now, to some of us, that may sound like a good safety net. And to some of us, we may be like, well, thank God, because I'm going to just continue to mess up. No, that is not a green light for you to continue to mess up. That is a safety net for you to understand that if you do mess up, it does not change God's mind concerning your life. See, change only happens in a place where time exists. Time marks change. What God spoke about you, he spoke it before the creation of time in a place called eternity. And so what he has spoken in eternity cannot change because time does not exist in eternity. His will works concurrent with your life and all we have to do is continue to say yes and amen to the will over us. What are you called to? Do that. What has God gifted you to do? Do that. Man, I know some guys that are amazing mechanics. They're like car whisperers. And they, they just go by the car and the car, it, whatever was wrong with it, that thing fixes itself and you crank. I'm like, how do you do that? I need that gift. There are some people that can start businesses and every business they start, that thing just multiplies. And I'm like, I need that anointing. Like, let me, let's rub elbows because I need your multiplication of business. There's some people that have amazing gifts. Do that. Don't forfeit what God has called you to do because of what looks good on somebody else. Don't want to do what I do. Don't try to do what I do because God may potentially be calling you to greater. And I pray that everybody supersedes me that one day I could sit down and be like, whew, thank God I don't have to do that anymore because these folks are doing it much better than me anyway. And I could just enjoy a little bit of time because this is some hard work, y'all. Pastoring is tough business. I'm in the business of pleasing everybody and nobody at the same time. Hi, my name is Pastor G. Nice to meet you. What are you gifted to do? Do that because God will make space for you according to that gifting and that talent over your life. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to take a moment to share this and tag us as we are on all social media platforms at The Linked Church. Our motto is why do life alone? 